Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. Well, welcome back to part two on our topic on intimacy and sex. And hopefully you listen to the first part. If not, you'll still get this <laughs> and you can listen to the second part. But yeah, but you probably help. want to listen to yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I get the disclaimer that this is PG-13. So if your children are in the car and you're listening to it, which we do have people do that, um, you might want to listen to this one privately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be a good time to say, I'm going to put my earbuds in and or I'm going to do this later. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we haven't gotten any nasty emails yet from some of the <laughs> off covered. Uh, no, actually, we usually get the ones of, will you do this more? Will you yeah, talk about this yeah. more? I'm like, yeah, because yeah, where are we hearing it? Yeah. Yeah. And it is. And so the feedback's great. Uh, we're, at, we're, we're dealing with the question how can we have a healthy physical relationship? And so many couples, that's what they're dealing with. Yes. And so we, I, let's and just, if you aren't, hallelujah, but you yeah, might. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, good thing help to somebody, think so help somebody who is. Yes. I mean, the rise yes. of, you know, the rise of divorce, the rise of pornography, the yeah. rise of uh, extramarital affairs and things like that all happening and yes. stuff. Well, you know, a lot of it's pouring out of because people are it not is. satisfied. And I was talking with a, a friend recently, a woman and, and young woman, and she's like, Paula, everyone deals with this. Every marriage deals with this at some point. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yeah. If we're honest. And the Bible says Unless you're lot, dead and don't have a pulse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is something's true? I, I We didn't talk about this before, but uh, when I was doing some research, the Bible is usually pretty negative on the topic of sex. I mean, I, I don't want to sugarcoat that. What do you mean negative? It's, it's warning passages. All oh. don't do this. Abstain from this. Forbid this. Flee from this. That mm, mm. Um, There aren't a lot of passages on sexual intimacy in the Bible. So we don't want to make it like the Bible is a sex manual. You'll hear stuff like mm. that. It's not. And you can kind of try and reinterpret Song of Solomon. We'll ring one here in a moment. But but um, because it's natural, sex is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you hit puberty and all that, nobody's going to have to say, hey, do you want to have sexual desires? They just come. Uh, but uh, what we want to do is we want to put it in biblical perspective. And the yeah. Bible warns. And so I'm thinking, why is the Bible so negative about sex? I thought huh. God, you know, we always talk about God God's pro, God created yeah. it. Yeah. Because he created it, we distorted it. And mm. so the sex is natural. Mm. It's supposed to happen. Mm. But we have to have the warning passages in there to help us keep it. What do we talk about the riverbank? Do we? I think that's going to be later on. But let's just bring it up right now because we talked about that. And I love the illustration that, um, how does it go? Sex, a uh, river. Sex, one. I think we said I don't think we brought it up yet. No, we didn't. Um, I think it's where we talk about like sex is like a river. Mm -hmm. It is good and wonderful blessing when kept within its proper channel. A river that overflows its banks is a dangerous thing. Yeah. And so are the perverted sexual desires. Yeah, exactly. So those are the warnings against the perverted sexual desires. Uh, So because Bible is supposed to be a natural relationship, we'll talk about that, natural relationship between a man and a woman mm. and uh, and f- good you, things flowing out You know, out of when that. you're talking about that, I was thinking about like even the Ten Commandments, you know, it's you shall not. Yeah. They are you shall not. Yeah. And I know years ago there was a pastor that came out and like, those are negative, we're going to make them, you shall. Yeah. Well, that's okay, that's fine, mm. you know, help people understand. But that could be a correlation here, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, that's it. God's just thinking, okay, we're going to do this right. 
And so here are, the, here are the warning passages. Yeah, because he wants us to have sex. But here's the warning. If you get this distorted, it's going to ruin it. Yeah. And that's what we see. We see ruined sex now. Yeah. And broken lives and people are hurt and broken because of following a distorted path of sex. Yes. So enough of that. We talked last week, uh, the positive verses. Was, yeah. We talked about Proverbs 5, 18, 19, about let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth as yes. a Loving deer and a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be intoxicated with her love. And that's just a great positive passage. Mm-hmm. There's another one. I mean, there's up many, not many, because we just said it's more negative than positive and verses about specifically about sex. But there's some good ones. Song of Solomon does have, uh, it's a picture of romance. Song of Solomon is filled yeah, <laughs> with these not, verses. Again, yeah. like we've heard distorted crassness yeah. about it. Which no, it's about, about beautiful time. delight and a lot of intimacy. And that's what the words that are being said. And, yes. You know, the cora- Poetic, talk about caresses and, and touching in that versus just let's have sex. And, yeah. Uh, here's a great Okay, passage. so this is a side thing. Like, the, you know, if you study your Bible and you look at that, you have historical books, you have prophecy books. You have poetry books of the Bible. Maybe that's for another time, but this, the example of this would be a poetry book, right? Yeah. Song yeah, of Solomon? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wisdom and poetry. So, uh, yeah, why don't you read Song, Song of Solomon 7, 6. Okay. I'm going to read uh, 6 through verse 8. How beautiful and pleasant you are, O loved one, with all your delights. Your statue is like a palm. Stature. Oh, your statue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was a there statue of them go. in the garden too. So. <laughs> your stature <laughs> is like a palm tree and your breasts are like its clusters. I say I will climb the palm tree and lay hold of its fruit. Oh, may your breasts be like clusters of the vine and the scent of your breath like apples. I feel like you should have read that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I just realized that yeah, probably I should. Yeah. But what I, what I love about it is the imagery mm-hmm. and uh, the beauty of it. And again, to try and interpret that too literally, you're missing what poetry is. Mm. You're missing what the wisdom literature is, and that's when it becomes crassness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, having sex is, is a way, way to say it, but making love, when we talk about that, there's something more beautiful about it. There's more mm. intimate about it. Mm-hmm. And so... Which um, is why it is preserved for marriage. Yes. Monogamy. Yeah, it's, yeah it's special. Be- yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's do a little reviewing. Um, we talked about last week. Whatever, what did we talk about last week? <laughs> we talked about intimacy and sex and the difference of them, that they aren't the same thing, um, that one is really focused on connection. Intimacy is focused on connection. Mm-hmm. The other is focused, and I don't mean to be crass, but on climax. Yeah. So, sure. you know, yeah. that's the sex component. Like, yeah. that. that's what the focus is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, we talked about singles versus home runs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have... It's not always... Yeah. fabulous yeah. that's and not, that's okay yeah. it's about fulfilling each other's needs yes and uh but but also if you put the two together there are times then you hit the home runs and those mm-hmm. those are great things to spur on marriage yeah yeah and Love uh, that. yeah and then the, can i read philippians again just yeah. so yeah, because be it's a good this reminder. was a foundational verse yeah from last, philippians last two three through four do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit but with all humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves do not merely look out for your own personal interests but also for the interests of others and we talked about that in light of marriage yeah the home yeah Putting, uh, putting your spouse. That's the first person you should put above yourself is your spouse yep. and seeking their needs above your own. Yeah. And I saw this meme and, and I thought, boy, isn't that a great example of the world 
uh, how it looks at it versus what Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says. Uh, it was, let's role play. We can talk about that in a second. Let's role play. <laughs> I'll be Burger King and you'll be McDonald's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, man, there's so many, probably every listener okay, out there is going, going. <laughs> all sorts what of we- messed up images <laughs> came to your mind. <laughs> but anyways, I'll have it my way and you'll be loving it. Yeah. <laughs> probably you get the loving it part, but some of the younger well, people might not know McDonald's. I mean, Burger King's motto used to be have it your way. And, uh, <laughs> But but think, I'm so glad that yeah. was a little cleaner than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world is yeah. this going yeah. into? But but think about it. I'll have it my way, and you'll be loving it. That's mm. the exact opposite of Philippians. It's okay. I, I'm going to meet my needs, and, so, and yes. I'm going to I'm going to make you happy because I'm going to fulfill my needs. And yeah. it's the exact opposite. Yeah, I get fulfilled when I seek to meet your needs. Yeah, that's exactly That's-how the Bible. Is. Amen. Can, yeah. <laughs> hey, can, let's while we're talking about this, let's let's. Uh, you stop. didn't even laugh there. I, <laughs> You're trying yes. to ignore I, me, I think. No. What do we want to do? Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say in response to that. I guess amen too. I guess that's it. But then I feel like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But that's uh, the very first thing. That's actually something we weren't planning on talking about. But I think we did in our last, that one podcast we did on um, having a successful marriage and stuff. What role playing? talks about that you want to do role playing that's kind of we've gotten had that question we've talked with couples and stuff like that and and if you know you read anything or watch anything you know you always have the stereotype of the woman supposed to dress up with some what little french maid and you know or these these and some of them get then get more bizarre and more bizarre yeah, yeah. and uh that's something you really want do you want do you want to talk about it at all or no, you, no i really don't <laughs> i wasn't wasn't we just want to say, this one. okay here's what i want to say be careful with there's it. i was just gonna say there's a cautionary yeah. moment of yeah. because deviancy leads to deviancy yeah. am, and how far are you going to go yeah am i am i enjoying you because of who you are mm-hmm. or because i think you're you know some teacher there's some you know, or dress up as a teacher or a nurse or something no yeah. I, wait a minute these are the things that are out there yes uh okay i know you just looked at me like i'm a sicko but <laughs> okay i've yeah. So I've been, I've been around the block. Okay. I know, you know, yes. not, not, not that way, not that way. Of course I did say to a group of people, I'm battling vertigo. You know, and if you don't know me, you don't know who I am. You're listening to me for the first time. You're like, who's this guy? Well, I'm the older. And at our church, I'm like the older theologian, you know, this, the people think I sleep in a tie, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just kind of a stiff and stiff neck guy. And I, I said to him, cause I've been battling vertigo. And I said, it's so weird. This is the first time I've ever had a room spin and I'm not, you know, strung out on drugs or hung over. <laughs> so he just looked at me and I was like, okay, you don't know my past before Christ, you know, but okay. But role playing is a thing. There are. Yes. Okay. Yes. When, so I was reading stuff about how to, have, I was doing research. What is the world saying about intimacy and mm. uh, sex? Mm-hmm. And role-playing is a big a big thing that's being pushed out there mm-hmm. by a lot of your uh, psychotherapists and sex experts or whatever. That's what they're calling them. <laughs> yeah. You know that's sex experts. So can we be <laughs> sex experts after this? But they're pushing role-play. And yes. I'm so against it because, again, having some fun. And I, I want to, I want to say, I did not look at you like you were a sicko. I, my eyes just got big. Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Are we going in that direction?" But you're, Doug. I really do appreciate this. Like, there is a world out there yeah. that isn't the Christian world. And if you Google things, and you know, any of you that are in the world, we're all in the world. But yeah, you're going to come across these things. So people, and you got to be careful, boy. It. Be careful studying and researching because the images oh. will come up, things oh will come up, gosh. and then you. 
Well, click, click, click. You better make you know. sure if you're looking at anything, you don't have tr- the whole thing of like all of a sudden you get advertisements and stuff. Yeah, yeah it, that's a whole thing. I know. Place. I usually have to tell you when I'm doing some kind of research or something because <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, like the Weiss lingerie image is coming up on my thing. And, uh, and again, okay, like that. Yeah, buying your wife's lingerie. Been shopping. Having, yeah, buying you some <laughs> sexy outfit. That's not the same thing as I want to try and picture you in some fantasy thing that's not yes. real not realistic yes. now i'm not enjoying you for being who you are but but, but, but this thing in my mind yeah well that's how pornography works yes. you know i'm not satisfied with my wife right yeah. now i'm satisfied watching this false image of yes. unrealistic expectations yep. I, you know reality. right when you said that i was thinking about that word it's yeah. the unrealistic yeah it's okay. that component hey, if you want to wear a french outfit okay dude you probably <laughs> shouldn't but if the wife okay whatever <laughs> Gosh, we always just have yeah, to go I too know. far. Sorry, don't we? sorry, bro. Do what you want. Bring so it back to the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's. Yeah, okay. Being serious now, let's bring it to the other key verse: Philippians two, three, and four. Which is one? First mm-hmm. Corinthians seven. Specifically, it deals with this. This kind of along the same lines of Philippians, but it's actually dealing with sex and marriage. Yeah. So uh, you want to read it? Yep, I do. Now concerning the things about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, but because of immoralities, each man is to have his own wife and each woman is to have her own husband. The husband must fulfill his duty to his wife and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, also, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Stop depriving one another except by agreement for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again so that Satan will not tempt you. Let me read that. So that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Oh, I just flipped out. We read from a version that had Satan capitalized. I won't <laughs> let the word Satan or devil ever be capitalized, even if it begins a sentence. I will not give my enemy credit, even in my pronouns, <laughs> grammar. Grammar. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, let's unpack this verse because it's so powerful because it's dealing with this. So, first, Paul in First Corinthians, he's writing his letter to the church in Corinth because they wrote him with a series of questions, mm. and so you'll see Paul responding. Mm-hmm. Now, considering things you wrote. It's good for a man not to touch a woman. What is that talking about? Well, asceticism was really prevalent at that time, especially getting into the church. And a lot of it comes from Neoplatonism and Platonic philosophy, where matter is bad, spirit is good. Mm. And so sex, physicality is bad. We want to be released from this body that's keeping us in bondage and being Mm. released to the spirit. So they looked at sex as a bad thing. Mm. And so even in marriage, you weren't supposed to have sex. You weren't supposed to be intimacy. And this was in the church and some of the prevalent church fathers and stuff actually kind of bought into this. They actually talk very highly of uh, remaining single. And Mm. that's became, and then, you know, obviously Catholic priests came out of that. You can't marry. Uh, I was just going to ask you that, if that had some basis in that. Yeah, some basis in well, and then Paul goes on later to say it, um, it's better not to marry, it's to remain as I am. Because mm. you can. You can devote yourself. Mm-hmm. There's other passages where it talks about it's better. You can devote yourself if you're single to fully to serving the Lord, yeah. where you're caring about the f- needs of the family if you're married. It's just a reality. Right. But the thing is, what Paul's saying here and his response to this question is, no, that's a distorted view. Sex and marriage is good. You know? Mm-hmm. And so... That's the first thing we have to recognize from this passage. And then he talks and he does 
wow, for the women, this is a revolutionary passage. Yes. That she has just as much right over her husband's body as her husband does over his. Yes. That's huge. Because in that Roman context, no, women were almost property a lot of times. And, yeah. You know, he, he could have his way with her, but he didn't have to worry about her. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is not, you're supposed to fulfill each other. So that's yeah. really, I mean, if you study the other world religions, and you think Christianity is oppressive, well, you're just, you're literally skewed by the world because mm. Christianity is the religion that set women free. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And with it, but, but making it so it's not the horrible free in the sense there's no, no constraints. Uh, yeah. No roles, no, no gender yeah. differences, nothing like that, which we're seeing the distortion of yeah. in America it and actually, the West, not America. The West. Yeah, you're right. And it actually brought, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? To each other, it was it, it brought honor, mutual dignity is what yes, I thought. Thank you. Yeah, mutual yes. dignity to each other. Yeah. And so that's what this passage is talking about, and I love it. Shh. You know, and we're seeing this more and more. But you know, I used to laugh at it when I was younger. Like, man, what what woman would have to say? I my you know my husband's not pleasing me. You know, and so like, what guy doesn't want to have sex with his wife? We're seeing that a lot. Yeah. Especially with the rise of pornography. Yes. And uh, yeah, so guys don't want to fulfill their duty and. Right. You no, know, and same thing with the women. You know, the joke with the women. You know, she always has a headache and stuff like that. Well, you know, you can't have a headache too many days in a row mm-hmm. before it's going to cause some problems. Right. Right. Well, which is the which is the verse five of that, mm-hmm. where it says, "Stop depriving one another, except for agreement for a time." Like there are times that you you aren't together. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. You know, and there's there's lots of reasons in that, but it does say, you know, to devote yourself to prayer. So we, we actually kind of joke about that periodically. (laughs) I'm praying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Leave me alone. I'm praying. Yeah. But so, okay, let me, let's go off. And there's something out of this passage I never saw before. And I read it out of a commentary and it kind of made me stop and laugh and made me think about some of the talks we've had with our kids. So it says, stop depriving one another, except by a time for agreement for prayer, devoted to yourself to prayer. Mm. Well, how much are you praying? In other words, freck, sex, frex. Sex <laughs> should be fairly frequently. Mm. You know, I mean, for not doesn't give a number of times <laughs> yeah. a week. You know, so yeah. like, of course, our kids asked us one time when we were younger, <laughs> we, and they flipped Doug. out. <laughs> 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 okay, we're older now, we're so that number is gone now. <laughs> but uh, Doug. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's not, yeah, you didn't deprive one another in our marriage. I guess it's more you didn't deprive me. But anyways, I guess the way you're even, you're acting awkward right now is kind of weird. But, but what I mean, saying there should be regularity. Well, we talked about our date night because we get it that in the midst of really busy lifestyles, raising children, all the things that go stress Mm -hmm. of jobs and all that. That's why for us that our date Mm -hmm. night does include that. Yeah. If you're married and you're in your 20s or 30s and even getting into your 40s and stuff, and I hear, I'll meet guys and it's like, oh yeah, we haven't had sex for a couple months. I'm just, I'm like, are are you Superman or are you just uninterested or what's going on here? Because how can you have intimacy, building intimacy that doesn't lead to sex for months? Unless now, of course, okay, there's physical illnesses. We're just talking normal circumstances here. We're not guilting you out if there's some issues going on. And, right. and that, I mean, we, we've gone through issues because I've had to have prostate surgery. I just say it right here. I'd yeah. like to talk to older men about, okay, how do you keep intimacy when you're going through a surgery like that and stuff and write me if you want to know more and, and, and that. So things have changed for us. Things change with your body. Yeah. I'm talking under normal circumstances. Yes. If there's not some type of regularity, yeah. there might be some things you need to go to counseling or talk to somebody who, 
what do we say? Not everybody needs to know your sexual business, right? But somebody does. Yeah. If, if there's a problem. Right. We never say that. We right. say if somebody had, <laughs> we, how do we say if some, not everybody needs to know your business. Your stuff. Somebody yeah, does. Yeah. Somebody does. Yeah. yeah. So I just, inserted, I just, I just <laughs> yeah. inserted the word sex there. So. I, I love that. But, but that actually is a really, really big point, a, a, a good point and a big issue yeah. that we deal with a lot with couples is that usually is the first thing to go, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. whole issue of oh, yeah. that. And if you don't guard it, I'm, I'm telling you women, if you don't guard that, yeah. you're being foolish. If you don't realize, both of you don't realize how sacred sex is. Yes. It's a sacred thing. So yes. you don't trip it, use it flippantly yeah, like as a weapon. Yeah. You don't like, you know, you don't get demanding. You know, then the stereotypes exist. The man, I want sex, you know, and then all of a sudden she feels used. And then right, which we woman, talked about on the last woman podcast. starts playing games with it, you know, like withholding it when she knows yep. he wants it, but she yep. wants to punish him. The passive stuff. aggressive stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Why don't we go over some of our big takeaways? Yeah. Through yeah, this. What, yeah. What these, from looking at those passages and just looking at our mm-hmm. life, and we would say by following God's principles, because mm-hmm. what do, oh, I just taught this the other day. I say this all, was this in one of our podcasts or not? Our favorite sayings, the Bible always proves true. I don't think I used that, but maybe I, I did. I don't remember. But I say it all the time. You, you actually the do. The Bible that. always proves true. Mm-hmm. And so we've had a healthy physical relationship mm-hmm. because trying to follow the principles of the mm-hmm. Bible, putting your needs above mine, mm-hmm. you putting your needs above mine. And fighting for that. Yeah. Regularity from First Corinthians and those kind of ideas. So, yeah. But what's number one? Our number one takeaway in all this is the word pride. Yep. Want to kill your marriage? Want to kill your physical intimacy? Have pride. Yep. It's all in other about, words, it's all about me. Yep. It's all about my needs. It's all, you're not meeting my needs. It's all that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, if you're going to sex to get your needs fulfilled, which it's going to happen yeah. if you have sex. Well, there with, is a need that's fulfilled in that, isn't there? Yeah. But it, but the, but it gets ultimately fulfilled when you try to give it away to please the other person first. Yes. Yes. And so, but if you make it about you, it's it's going to be bad. Yes. Because that's just a biblical principle. This isn't like a sex principle. <laughs> yeah. It's the principle. Yeah, you're right. It comes from one of the great verses. What's Proverbs 16 say? 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction, haughtiness before a fall. Yeah. So. People always misquote that. Pride goes yeah. before the fall. It isn't. It's. Pride goes before destruction, yeah. haughtiness before the fall. So if you're prideful in this area, then you're one. Then don't wonder why your marriage will fall apart. Right. Well, there'll be, or not, it doesn't even mean divorce. You just won't yeah. have a good marriage. Yeah. Because yeah. you're being prideful and you're not seeking your spouse's interest above your own, which we looked at in Philippians. Right. You know, I just want to go on a little sidetrack here, a little uh, rabbit trail. Guard these things, make these things the center of your marriage when you're young. Mm-hmm. build into these because you don't know, we've talked about this before in different podcasts, you don't know how much bitterness and, and resentment builds up. That's why people divorce in their 40s and 50s yeah. because there's so much resentment that's built. So work on this early. Work yeah. on it early. Yeah. Can I? This has nothing to do with anything. It might come out. <laughs> I don't, but I'm going to say it now because it just hit me. We've talked about this before. Uh, I When I was younger, talking about sex one time with an old navigator. Now, if you know what the navigators are, a discipleship <laughs> ministry, and this guy literally quit his business and job to become a- To make disciples. Make disciples. They make yep, disciples. They make disciples. That's what they're they're famous for, the navigators. And he was older. I think he might have been in his 70s and his 60s. And I've, I was in my 40s at the time and talking, I, forget, I don't know what the topic was, but he said something that was like weird. He goes, yeah, 
you, you, you know, talking to me down, like not down, but talking to me as a younger man goes, yeah, for you, it's all about the orgasm. He goes, but for me, when you get older, you realize it's more about the intimacy. It's more about the connection with my spouse. And, uh, and that's really, that was so, it was weird for me at that time. So if you're listening to this and you're young, like, yeah, okay, that's weird. You know, that's, it I, changes. Yeah. But, but as you get older, you realize, and that's how your marriage grows. Yes. That's how you grow. So you start working on intimacy now because that comes real important when you're not the man you were when you were, you know, you can take as when many blue changes. pills as you want, but you're not the man that you were when you're 20s and 30s. It's just part of reality. The woman, you're going to hit menopause. <laughs> and you want to talk about Write that? me if you want to talk about yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a crazy time and your yeah. sex drive changes for the man and the woman. But if you have intimacy built into it, man, it's yeah. the glory. There's a lot more yeah. grace the in it. The older years go, go on and they become good. Yeah. And we're entering in those and we're finding that. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Number two, honesty. Honesty. Yes. You know, there's six things the Lord hates. Yes. Seven that are an abomination to him, according to Proverbs 6. And the first one's haughty eyes, pride. And the second one's mm. a lying tongue. Mm. So why would God bless your sex life if you're prideful and you're not honest? Yeah. And honesty is so important. Yes. And that, and, and we're saying honesty in the sense of communication. Mm-hmm. You have to talk about your sex life mm-hmm. to each other. What is appropriate for yeah. you as a couple. And you have to listen to each other. Yes. Men, man, if your wife is that doesn't fulfill her, if she doesn't like it, you got to listen to her. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, th- this is so important. And you got to be honest to each other. Hey, that feels good. That doesn't. Hey, I don't want to do that. I like the role-playing thing. You know, I know wives who put in degrading positions, you know, and not positioned that <laughs> way. I, mean, <laughs> I was trying to keep a straight face over in, here. They're putting in degrading uh, roles, you know, so the guy can feel dominant or something or or he wants to get spanked, you know, and he's wearing that. Di- I mean, you get weird stuff. You know, like people wearing diapers, having sex and stuff like that. It gets weird. Well, you haven't done any research. I'm telling you. This is true. And again, I'm reading psychotherapists who are advocating role playing yeah, like this. Yeah. You know, and this is, you know, you need counseling, see a Christian counselor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a and, huge uh, thing for us. Well, just because they're Christians doesn't mean they're a good counselor. No. One, who, one who's pointing no. you to the scriptures and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because it's the word of God and the spirit of God that's going to change your life. Yeah. Not some yeah. psycho babble. Yeah. Junk. So the first one was pride. <laughs> Second one was honesty. Third now we'll one. go back to honesty. I think this oh, is a huge right. one. I think this, most women won't come clean and tell their husband, hey, I really, that that doesn't feel good or I don't like it. I, mm-hmm. No, I got to be a submissive wife and I just, you know, that kind of thing. Or, or she doesn't know it, so she just blurts it out at the wrong time, mm-hmm. you know, and just, in a fight or something. Well, you never make me happy. And all, and all of a sudden the guy's ego just got so wounded, it's mm-hmm. going to take a long time to recover it. Mm-hmm. You just have those. That's why you have intimacy. Like mm-hmm. we're having dinner. Hey, I just want to talk to you about this. You know, just I, I really want us to come together and be be really satisfied. But this this just doesn't seem right, or this doesn't seem mm-hmm. biblical. And uh, yeah, okay, you get so uncomfortable. When you talk about this. <laughs> I do, but okay. but I'm here. Aren't okay, I? <laughs> I won't go any down any more roads because I can see. Uh, I want to make sure we still have intimacy <laughs> when it's all said and done. Yeah, we think. Yeah, you're welcome for us helping you, and then our. <laughs> I can't believe you talked about that on a podcast. Okay, we got pride. We got honesty. What's our third word? Touch. Touch. Touch is huge. Yes. And uh, we, yeah, if you only touch each other and caress each other, pat each other, hug each other, hold each other during sex, or as a weapon to get sex, not a weapon, but as a, 
what not weapon what do i want tool tool yeah, yeah you know like okay i know i'm supposed to be intimate so i'm going to hold her hand tonight so this for afternoon <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm going to hold gonna, her hand yeah yeah now, now there's some of that that's true i mean like I, i'm not going to light a candle for you every night I just don't do that. But if I want to have a romantic night and set a mood and have yeah. intimacy, I'm going to have candles. So I'm not saying that's wrong. But as far as the touching and yeah. padding and, uh, I mean, sometimes I'm a little. You can lose this um, as you grow older in your marriage. Yeah. It, it's very prevalent, typically it, premarital, you know, in the, in the early years of marriage, you, you have to really guard this. Yes. Like yeah. you have to sometimes think about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. when's the last time you hold your you held your spouse's hand? You took a walk. Yeah. You we you did. know two days ago. That's my answer. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I reached over and grabbed your hand. We yes. went for a walk two days. And what yeah. did I do last night? Hey, why don't you start? I'll give you a back rub. Yeah. I'll just, you know, I'll give you a shoulder rub and I was crushing your hair and just didn't lead to sex, but you know what? It was just a good time together. Yeah. And uh yeah. So it's, you have to put in the uh, emotional your emotional bank. Yeah. You know, that's those components of these are and, and you know what? It's just what we're made for. Yeah. You know, yeah. let me, let me a little bit of rabbit trail real quickly. This is why a lot of couples um, struggle after they've had a baby mm. because yeah. the wife's affections, physical uh, yeah. touch and those things have gone to the baby. Yeah. And you, a lot of times we have a lot of that in couples like you, yeah. you the man feels very left out mm -hmm. and what was a part of his love language with her before yeah. has, has changed. Yeah. And it can, it can to lead to a lot of resentment even against the child and things. So guard that. Yeah. And, and be, be sure in here, we're not talking the love language. That's one of the things that kind of bothered me about the mm -hmm. love language is like, well, some people's love language is touch. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. everyone should be making sure that they, there's, intimate caressing and yes. outside words of, of affirmation, sex. all yep, these no things. words of affirmation is the next one. No, so, no, I yeah. meant like, but that's yeah. one of the love languages. No, you do all the love languages. Yeah. Some of them just might react better than others, yeah. but yeah. So anyways, touch is huge for us. Pats yep. and squeezes. Sometimes I'm a little overboard of like hugging you and I'm not and, complaining. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> very, you're very not, touchy. Yeah. It's good. I like that. Number four. Number four words. Um, these are the compliments. We would say words of life, but words, compliments, encouragements, all those things, those, those open the doors to intimacy. Yeah. When those don't exist and there's harshness or, or, or neglect. Yeah. You know, all of those things like the, again, it's, it's what you're putting into the emotional bank. Yeah. And I know I'm weak in this area because I'm, I'm an intense guy. So sometimes my intensity comes out harshness and my tone is not always the best. And uh, so I have to be cognizant of that. And even if I fail that way, I'm making sure I'm making up with the words I am saying, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always love to tell guys, you know, I joke and say, do not ever let Paula know that she's not the most beautiful woman in the world because I've got her convinced she is. Because <laughs> I say it to you all the time, how beautiful you are and how much you mean to me. And, uh, I would say, yeah, when is the last time you offered a compliment to your spouse? Yeah. Hey, you look pretty today. Yeah, if you're a guy. Hey, that shirt looks great on you. Yeah. You know, yeah. all those things. Yeah. It's just a simple thing. Yeah, you know? guys, it's not rocket science. Do you build your wife up or do you tear her down? It's well, not rocket science. I would science. say that to women too. Yeah. Well, I'm talking to it's, guys. I you know. Talk to the women. I know. Yeah. But it is. I mean, we, yeah. we all have um, insecurities. Yeah. You came over. What did you do? You came last night. You just walked, you walked over and you just, you're the greatest husband and you just, you know, gave me a kiss on the head and just appreciated, you know, me and just said that. And that means a lot. Words mean a lot. They me. do. Yeah. And we've, we've said this before, but we're, we're polite with each other. Yeah. We say, thank you. We say, please, you know, um, we were setting the table the other night, you know, I said, Hey Doug, could you put this on the table, please? 
Not yeah. Doug, put this on the table. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, the yeah. things that we do, it builds into yeah. that. Yeah, I'm never going to talk to somebody else better than I talk to you. That just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, uh, now, some people don't do that with anyone. Yeah, that's true. They're so, <laughs> have you ever been in those situations like you're in a restaurant and yeah. the person talks to the waitress like their dog? Yeah. The wait yeah. person? Yeah, you can imagine you know? how the marriage is probably. Yeah. 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 So, it, it again, it starts in the home. Yeah. It starts in the yeah. home. So, so we got yep. pride, we got honesty, we've got, uh, what was it? There's touch. touch. We got touch, we got words. And then the last one. Appearance. Appearance. Just be concerned for your appearance. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. That. <laughs> I talked to a guy. Yeah, they're having problems. I'm looking at the guy. He's got hair out of his nose. You know, he's not groomed himself. He looks kind of, he just looks, I'm like, I wouldn't want to kiss you. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, of course I wouldn't. <laughs> Okay, that was weird. But I'm just saying, I'm kind of repulsed just looking at you and having you kiss. And and now again, I want to be careful here. This is where, you know, don't become like you got to go go to the gym and have this perfect body to have mm. your spouse appreciate you. That's not. But are you taking care of yourself? Are you clean? Yeah. That's, I mean, if you, you know? have halitosis, you know, the <laughs> night you're going to have a date night, you know what? I would have every, the, the medication they can give, right? Prescriptions. I yeah. would have every lemon drop or whatever you use to, you know, just take care of that. Just be cognizant. Yeah. Cognizant's a great word, it right? Is, that's yeah. a great word. Yeah. I actually had a FaceTime call today with someone and they were dressed up. It was a woman and she looked really pretty and her hair was done. She had some makeup. I said, oh, you look pretty Because when we talk, that's not, you know, yeah. a thing. And she goes, oh, my husband's off today. Oh, so I wow. wanted to just, and I was like, that's well, really cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, like just be concerned. And that goes both ways. What did she say? Paul? I'm sorry. What did she say? My husband's off today. Oh, okay. Off work today. Yeah. Okay. What? I'm just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Looking at our calendar with my next day off. So. <laughs> Are you saying I shouldn't put my sweatpants on? And <laughs> Guys, that's not what you do if you want to build intimacy. What I just <laughs> yeah, did right there. I was he, just he's joke. had a lot of emotional yeah. <laughs> uh, input into his bank. Yeah. No. Uh, one, one thing I do want to talk about that is um, because I deal more with the women component is a woman having a baby. Yeah. We're very insecure. Yeah about ourselves after our baby bodies happen. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you carry that yeah, for yeah, nine months and human life everything is stretched out, yeah. all your, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, those are those things of just be careful about that yeah. because it, I guess I'm just, it's my little rant, but you know, it took her nine months of carrying your child yeah. to yeah. get that way. Give her time. Yeah. Don't, don't put that in yeah. because we're already feeling bad about that anyway. Oh, I tell a guy, don't even talk to her about her body or anything for a year. Especially yeah. if she's breastfeeding, give her a chance. You know, you have some of these women, they're Encourage. at the gym the next day because, you know, they got a oh, husband. Yeah. Oh, no. I remember I've had four children um, with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember like just feeling ugly. And mm -hmm. I mean, you do. Yeah. There's parts of that, you know, and you were just so sensitive and kind in that. Paula, yeah. you look beautiful. Yeah. And then I'd cry. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. The motions are still, yeah, the it's hormones like, are still going after the baby. Too. Yeah. Let me stop for a second for our listeners. Cause they might not have understood that interaction. Cause when I said, you know, what did she say, Paula? What did yeah. I say? Yeah. Actually you showed me an outfit on this morning and I was like, Oh yeah, that's bingo for date night. Remember I did. <laughs> yes, I did. You did. And I was trying to get it to the listener, but I think it came across like maybe I was cracking on you. I just, didn't take it that okay, way. It's so, just like, yeah. but even you, just to remind you, us guys like to have our wives dressed up. It, yeah. We do. We we like yeah. to see a, a, a pretty woman. This is wrong. I mean, again, if, if I ever do this, call me out as a hypocrite and, you know, and, and come and beat me. You guys have a permission to beat me. If I ever, <laughs> you know, have tried to find a trophy wife, 
you know, we joke about those trophy ones. Mm-hmm. But why does a guy do that? You know, we just read about some 90-something-year-old guy married. Buzz some, Aldrin. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> we don't want to judge him. Whatever. Yeah, Maybe no, 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 no. Well, yeah, I, sh- I yeah. shouldn't have used his yeah, name. Yeah, but, but, you know, he's 97, marrying a 60-year-old and stuff like that. And that's fine. Maybe they're in love like that. But you know what I'm saying. There's there's those guys who... I don't think he was 97. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I saw one on the plane <laughs> coming back from Dubai the, last week. But uh, I'm like, hmm, how did they get together? You know, oh, because there's a trophy wife. You know, and everybody knows what I mean when I say I, that. It's a term. It's a yeah. term we understand. But but a wife should understand that idea. If I look trashy all the time, yeah, and guys are visual, guys men are, are visual. visual. That's why porn is so big with men because it's a visual thing. It's big with women too. But but I'm saying, then then that should be something you would want to think about to help build intimacy in your marriage. Yeah. And the same thing with a guy. You know, if you're letting yourself go, and I always joke with you, I go, why do I work out? Because of you, not for me. I only mm-hmm. want to feel healthy and stuff like that. But I yeah, I won't go down rabbit trails, but my mm-hmm. wife knows there's images of a, a grotesque guy trying to come on to his wife, you know, or a woman, you know, in these movies and stuff like that. And, you know, and the woman staring at the ceiling like, I hate my life having to deal with this ogre. I don't want to be that guy. Right. So that's the, where I'm just trying to give you the mindset of this Doesn't is that what's kind of comes back to the Philippians thing of consider yeah. somebody above yourself. Yeah. And don't you appreciate that? Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yes. Doll, you know, get all dolled up. And I love that. What does my mom always say? <laughs> <laughs> Every old bar needs a little paint once in a while. So yeah, when you put oh, on some wow. lipstick or, you know, and that, that's a great thing. Yeah. Now, again, that's not role playing. Like you got to look like a prostitute for me to be turned on by you. So anyways. No. But appearance is important. (laughs) Okay. Obviously, it's more important for me than anyone else in this podcast. But hey. Okay. Let's just end with this. Ephesians 5, 31 and 32. Hey, remember, you get rawness with us periodically. Yeah. Yeah. Ephesians 5, 31 and 32. When Paul's talking about marriage, when he's Mm -hmm. talking about wives and husbands, he says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Then he says, this, mis- this mystery is profound, and I am saying that it is refers to Christ and his church. Mm. That's marriage. It's Christ and his church. Yeah. I want intimacy and relationship with you because I have a relationship with God, and I represent Christ in our marriage, and you represent his church, mm. and we want Christ and his church to be represented well, and there's intimacy. I'm not trying to make it crass like Christ and his church and sex. I'm talking about love and relationship mm-hmm. and mutual respect and caring and, and submitting Unity. and leading and all yes. those things that Ephesians talks about. But it's funny that he says right after the two shall become one flesh, which is talking about sex. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. It's, it's profound. Yeah. We want to represent that mystery well, and we hope you do too. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.